Hi there, you're listening to the Creative Explorers podcast. I'm Rachel Shores. I'm a watercolor artist, world traveler. I'm here today with Lao Mei. Yeah, hi. <laughs> I'm also an artist from Germany. I uh, work with natural materials on textiles and on paper at the moment, figurative work mostly. Lovely. Exactly. <laughs> And for today, we have a topic, don't we? (laughs) Yes, I'm very excited. So today we wanted to get into the, not just the creative process so much, but um, how a painting develops or how, this is, I had a question. Is it, are we talking more about like how we, how we go from idea to to finished product, or are or are we also talking about how we developed our skills? I think it both. I think it both depends on each other somehow. I think, yeah, maybe both, mm-hmm. <laughs> because to create the painting that you want to create, so you have to have the skills. So, and I think part of being an artist m- means to develop skills, not 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 general skills, but not. not I don't know when you when you don't want to do abstract work. Maybe you don't need to paint nudes or so. But the, the skills you need to express yourself. Hmm. I don't know. I think maybe. What do you think? It somehow belongs to each other, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, the skills really depend on what the goal is for you mm-hmm. to creating. So I feel like if 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 it's at I am not so familiar with abstract. I, I do it, but my way of doing it is like, it's an expression of emotions. So I just try to, the development of that is just getting more creatively thinking of how to put marks on paper. So I don't know if that's a skill. <laughs> I'm sure it is. So I think there's more to it than just being able to paint figures or objects. Yeah, yeah, I had... Yeah, and for me, like I, my goal for learning art and a, a big part of my inspiration for learning art was people and mm-hmm. their facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And I remember very early on when, very early on, I was very critical <laughs> of, of art because like I loved comic books. Okay. And I liked the expressions of the people in the comic books. And then we'd go and look at fine art and you'd go and look at these, like, you know, the, the saint paint, you know, the medieval paintings where it's like, yeah. everybody had the exact same face. Yeah, it's and true. that made me so mad. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, you know, like here's Mary with her dead son, you know, Jesus <laughs> on the cross. And she, he, she looks the same as he does, looks the same. And nobody, there's like no difference between the soldiers look the same. Like nobody's, everybody has the same blank, sleepy stare, you know? And I, I was so mad about it that I was like, I will learn to draw people's all the expressions. <laughs> wow, I think that's a cool motivation actually. And <laughs> <laughs> So you started early on then to, to paint people and to develop your skill. Yeah, I, so 
I, my story is, I feel it's kind of strange because it's like, I made the decision at about four years old that I would be an artist. And I didn't even know the word for artist. I, it was drawer. I was going to be a drawer when Mm -hmm. I grew up. And, um, from that moment, I was like, all right, I need to start studying how to do this. And like, I worked on my coloring, you know, I worked on, (laughs) (laughs) and I, you know, I just started drawing people that I saw. I started checking out, you know, books at the library. Like I was, I was just looking for these teacher things. I started copying. Um, I didn't quite, I don't, I think it was quite a while before I started actually copying photographs. Yeah. But um, I know I started one of the first things I started copying was comic books that I saw like that because I was trying to get the expressions and so um you know therefore you know the first I don't know eight years of my life you know all my (laughs) all my characters have like the Garfield eyes (laughs) (laughs) that's wow (laughs) well you have to start somewhere so (laughs) yeah (laughs) but I was getting there you know and and I found you know I did find a comic book I I've I got to look through some of my old drawings like I got a comic book how to draw comics or how to draw and it's like but it's annoying because I learned this one person's style and it's kind of funny because I can look back at these drawings and if I showed them people be like oh these are great or I don't know what they'd think but like they're not my drawings they're just copies of somebody else that I drew but I think it's part of the process yeah yeah um, copy yeah my my number one recommendation is copy start by copy <laughs> exactly and just do as much as you can and just learn and copy many th- styles and mm-hmm. draw 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 if you want to learn drawing or if you if you want yeah. to do with art i mean we're just not talking about abstract or conceptual art or whatever but yeah. when you do figurative artists practice <laughs> yeah 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 I remember in high school like you know going through the sassy magazines and 17 magazine and trying to draw models and stuff uh, and yeah exactly know, that's what I, angles yeah exactly that's what I did as well so I um for me it was really I I love to paint horses I loved horses when yeah. I was and uh, I, I was around horses and I I saw them in real life and I wanted to be able to draw horses because I was so mm-hmm. fascinated by by, by how they moved and and I was I can still remember that I was so determined to learn how to draw a horse without any photograph and I think I still, mm. it was and I and I really tried and I looked at it very hard whenever I saw a horse and I looked at pictures very hard and I just yeah. made sketch after sketch after sketch and yeah. I, I was yeah. totally obsessed with this really I definitely had my horse drawing phase as well I I feel like I think I think maybe, you know, I think I probably got discouraged trying to draw people. I just didn't have the skills, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the, t- I couldn't figure it out on my own. And I think I switched very quickly to horses yeah. because there was so many horse drawing books and how to draw horses. Exactly. And that's very possible. It was wonderful, wonderful things. And the, the, the portrait ones I found were all about like the circle and the dividing the face. Yeah. And I just like hated it. I feel like that put stepped me back, <laughs> you know, like you get the, you get the proportions, you understand yeah. the general proportions, yeah. but it's like, you can tell when everyone, and whenever somebody gets that, 
there must be a name for it the whole you know the the nose is in the middle of the head and then yeah, the I, eyes I, and then the, yeah. no the eyes are the middle and then the nose is halfway and then lips are halfway from that and then the there's an eye width apart <laughs> of the, from between the two eyes and that is the face like, I, I don't know do you, do you have many books about art uh instructional books um I do for watercolor okay um the one drawing book I have is how to draw on the right side of the brain okay yeah I, I never got I never got through it <laughs> I uh, tried yeah the same here it was it's nice but I'm then I lost somehow I lost interest in it I don't know yeah yeah I found I found that for me you know draw I drew when I had time mm -hmm. and either so I was either drawing what I was imagining mm-hmm or I was drawing what I was seeing, you know, looking at. So I did, um, I did lots of quite a few different little still life mm -hmm. studies here and there. Yeah, I think all this helps to develop skills. I have a lot of books about um, the the human figure, anatomy, about the face, about the, how to draw it. I have a very good book by I think it's a guy from eastern germany it's the writing is weird but it's mm. so helpful <laughs> it's weird mm. and old-fashioned but i like it it's it's um it helped me a lot and i think to to develop skill what I, what helped me a lot was to draw from life mm. mm -hmm. uh, yeah drawing nudes um and i i studied art and we did uh, all these very complex drawings like a i don't know cauliflower and stuff like that uh, yeah. I really hated that but it helped me <laughs> somehow it was helpful it, not in a sense of creating art but in developing skill and i hand coordination maybe <laughs> yeah. i really hated to do it but now i'm actually quite thankful <laughs> yeah I, we i did a lot of life drawing and when i when i look at them now i think wow you are really good so i think it's all the training <laughs> So you can, yeah. you can really see that, that uh, yeah, that's how you gain skill by just doing it over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I really feel that the the drawing is the base mm -hmm. and the drawing is what you need, you know, perspective and, and all that before you, I feel, before you get into paints, but especially watercolor. Watercolor is not forgiving, yeah. whereas other paints you can build on things. Yeah. So what helped me was my, as I got my skill going, and now that I think about it, you know, you know, I, I make it sound like I was so much into the human body, but I actually wasn't. It was the dresses that I was putting oh, on. Yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I was trying to learn the, the folds and the lace, you know, and all this stuff. And to me, I was like, when I remember one of my hacks I learned is like, you know, I, and, and one of the reasons I like dresses so much is like, I didn't have to think at all about where a girl's legs were, you know, she, her feet just had to come out somewhere that made sense, you know, at the bottom of the dress. And one of my hacks I figured out for myself, I was like, if I can figure out where her kneecaps should be, then I will know where her, where to put her feet. So if you look at any of my old, if you would watch me sketch, I'd draw like a big bell for a skirt. And then under that, you know, and then in that bell somewhere, it's like, here's, here's a kneecap. Here's a kneecap. Cause she's like, she's running or jumping or, do, you know, she's doing wow, something. Oh yeah. I like that. These were very active 
pictures and like I could never visualize you know because it turns out yeah anatomy is very helpful <laughs> it is so that's what I learned as well so all the anatomy actually to know what where everything is and how it moves yeah. and it helps so much so I think many beginners only see the face but not the structure of it so it helps yeah. a lot to know the, the, the structure of the muscles and the bones <laughs> yeah yeah, I wish I wish I had I wish I had known that mm-hmm. when I was drawing because I learned this when I went to massage school and oh. that was like only ten years ago, you know, oh, really? or oh, yeah. a little bit more than that. Yeah, but you know about that and and it was only in massage school when I'm trying to learn the muscles and learn mm-hmm. the bones and to help my the way I learn and the way I learn stuff understand stuff is by drawing it. Yeah. So when they're like, well, this. But this muscle actually curves around, you know, this bone and attaches here. I'm like, oh, and I have to, I would yeah, draw I, that because it didn't, the angle, you know, I would draw the angle that to see the curve anyways. And then, um, the, one of the, one of the ways they recommended you learning the, how the muscle is by rebuilding it on clay with clay yeah, it helps a lot. onto a skeleton. Oh my goodness. Like I got out of like, just, I didn't draw at all while I was in massage school, but once I was out, I'm like, I am now a better drawer. Like, and I just knew it. (laughs) It is true. So yeah, it helps a lot to anatomy. If someone wants to out there, wants to draw figures, learn anatomy. It really helps. It gives you the foundation to, to properly see. And I think that's another key when you start drawing. So you have to learn to see. Yeah. and that and that uh, draw what you assume you see but what really yeah. there so sometimes we uh, beginners sometimes assume oh there's a head and it looks like an egg but it doesn't so yeah. <laughs> what, what shape really is there not what yeah. you think yeah. yeah and this person's head might look like an egg or might, you might yeah. find an egg out there but there's not everybody's head looks like an egg <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh that's very difficult when you when you begin so we all have these ideas start in our brain what something looks like and I think it makes sense at some point but when you really want to try it you have to see it and to detach from the idea what you actually actually see it's Mm -hmm. not important that you see an eye you see the shape and yeah yeah that's how yeah and and for that uh, the recommendation I would a tip I'd have I'd add for that is like if you want to learn to draw portraits start with the really pronounced people with very with the more specific features they get you know that because that's kind of a cheat you know if somebody has this very distinct nose if you can just capture their nose everybody's going to recognize them easier because they're going to fill in the rest of the details (laughs) from yes when you start drawing people don't show it to anyone in the beginning it looks actually when I look at my old stuff it looks really terrible it looks terrible it's okay when you start to when you're beginning, it's not about showing it on Instagram. It's about don't, especially don't show it to the person you're drawing. No, no, no never do especially. that. You don't like them. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, there has been times where I have seen some people. I'm like, you would be fantastic to draw, and I'm like, uh, oh my god, <laughs> I can't. I'm not gonna let. I'm not gonna tell you why, but. But honestly, it just it's it's really a skill. It takes some time. So you have to properly see, you have to to train this. It's a it's also a skill. It's it might be some talent, yeah, but it most of yeah. it is 
really yeah and and you know I think there's and a, a nice thing too is like you can develop that skill of seeing mm-hmm. in on different forgiving things yeah so um what was really nice with like um that book drawing on the right side of the brain you know you start with plants start drawing oh, exactly plants. then it's fine so yeah and and no matter how bad it looks it's gonna still look artsy and different and whether yeah, it's exactly. you know perfect and then from plants you can evolve to animals and then from animals you can evolve to people and just you just keep adding <laughs> yeah I think it just depends and I think when you when you're passionate about it it will come to you so this is I don't know when when you're an abstract painter so I also like abstracts and Actually, it always sounds very easy, but it's not. <laughs> so <laughs> there's also so much to learn about composition, about yeah. um, a def- about design, about ev- so much, about yeah. concept. And I think a part of the skill is also to, to know your predecessors in a way. What What's your tradition? What What are the artists you follow? What's What has been there before? So there's so much to learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I really, I really like... I like abstract because I think it's a great way to practice yeah, those elements of design. Is there, is it, mm. is it seven elements or five elements that they talk about? I don't remember. And if you look up different ab- abstract people, they'll have a list. There's one fantastic lady. Okay. Oh, I wish I could remember her name. Cause I'd recommend her. <laughs> uh, if it comes to me, I'll say it, but um, she's, she's really great at breaking down you know, the abs- the style of abstract drawing. I've already mentioned Flora Boley before, but she kind of mm-hmm. brings into, she brings in imagery into her stuff, but she'll, she kind of gets you into that way of applying the different parts of design and getting mm-hmm. familiar with them and creating them with, with line and color and lightness and darkness. Yeah, that's not only for abstract, but also I think when you, when you paint a figurative painting, it's also yeah you also have some design elements and you also have some some composition to make it a good painting it's Mm -hmm. not about some catching the likeness of someone yeah 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 I have a one of my things nowadays I'm trying I'm looking at my art hanging on my walls trying to think if I'm actually consistent with this or not but one of the things I like to try try to make sure I put into my painting is a part that is created abstractly you know um either with randomness or with you know color you know letting the color play I like to I like to find a little corner like pen it in (laughs) you know like I like yeah I like that that's nice it's very so that not the entire painting is but like that I love the mixture of it I don't want every single piece of the painting to be you know detailedly um exact I guess but I mean if you look at my work you'll see a lot of some of it is insanely detailed and it might be up for debate what part is actually (laughs) (laughs) abstract is a very loose term there (laughs) yeah but I think that's also important it's not about the technique only it's also about the expression I think that's also something that you have to learn from here it's always like you have to I think we speak a lot about this in our podcast to be creative to look within and to be able to express what yeah what what what's 
important in life. And I think that's also a skill you have to develop to express mm-hmm. that art. So it's not a just, oh, I have this uh, little puppy and I want to draw it. I mean, that's nice as well, but I think for me, there's something more to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's a, yeah, because one of the things, you know, like if you use the puppy, it's like, how do you make this puppy seem alive and Absolutely. expressing itself? You know, what? Exactly. that's a skill in itself. When, when you get, the, you know, you see the, you see the good artists and the eyes are just lit up and, and yeah. bright, you know, you're just like, it's my dog. <laughs> I, yeah. It's not about the likeness. It's not about the technique. I think you have to, you have to step in front of the easel with a bit more than that. So I don't know what it mm. actually is. I don't know if I always <laughs> find it, but it's, we have to have all this. So actually you have to, to develop a lot of skills to be an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and, and I mean, with watercolor, you know, you get the drawing down and then you add in the coloring, you know, and that's going to be a skill. Like I need yeah. to develop where I my goal is to develop um uh graphic design you know graphic mm. on a tablet and start drawing and I am completely clueless I've never done it and it's gonna be a learning experience for me uh, yeah to 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 handle watercolor the paint itself when you yeah. really go oil so that's a, a, a skill yeah. in itself and also yeah. did painting it's also a new skill so yeah <laughs> it's also yeah, it's, yeah when I when, yeah when I learned um when we learned oil painting in school I had already been painting in watercolor for you know two three years two years and I just could not switch my brain <laughs> to oil oh and yeah like, I, if I you look know. at my oil paintings they're oil paintings but they're painted in glazes the way I would paint for watercolor <laughs> yeah it, it, it's totally different you have to start from 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 dark to light I, I, I can't do it and heavy thick paint <laughs> no I can't I can't I can't put the paint on that thick it's gonna <laughs> take forever to dry it doesn't work for me either it's just it's I don't know it's wrong <laughs> so that's exactly how it is I think you find your material and I think just <laughs> then you develop your skills and I think someone was totally into oil. Maybe they find it difficult to work with watercolor because it's so dark. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. Different. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Watercolor is its own set of problems. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I, I try to develop even a new um, idea. So I work with natural materials and I have to experiment with it. For me, part of my skill is just also the experiment and find new ways of applying things of using materials that's also yeah also I just realized you'd really like you'd really like my friend Carly she's also in Germany she's made um she made a painting from with, using moss oh yeah that sounds very interesting yeah. <laughs> yeah and she she glued moss into silhouettes you know silhouette forms onto very large canvas and she glued it on with um flower paste Oh yeah, that's ex- that's also that's experiment experimenting with different materials. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So that's not always the classic route. So you can do whatever you want, some conceptual stuff. But I think whatever you do, you have to have the skills to express it. And that's why when we come to to ideas, when, when you have an idea, you have to have the 
the means to to put it out there somehow yeah and you know something that i find interesting i'm thinking there's a um artist that i've found in minnesota and he his thing i wish i could remember his name i'd give him a plug uh, i'm the worst promoter <laughs> but he yeah he, <laughs> he um what I like about him is I barely know what kind of work he does, but most of his videos that he makes uh, is him making his art. And it's just oh, okay. how he, like his process is just how ridiculously he re- expresses himself. Yeah. And then uh, his paintings usually get painted. Oh, what he, what he does is like kind of more like performative expression. Yeah. Those get pe- covered up later with a real painting. And it's just, that's entertaining to see just like enjoy the process is what he's been teaching me I just I just love watching his videos exactly that's what it is art is also the process it's um it's so much more than just the finished product product actually and yeah so since you're since we were just mentioned process like what like how what we wanted to also kind of go into like how would you explain how you go from an idea to like finished product what's their process there once you have the skills you know and I know everybody's different so yeah I think sometimes you even need to acquire the skills on the way sometimes it has to be like that so I don't know it's it's so 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 difficult to say I think my approach is it can be anything sometimes I know what to do sometimes I don't sometimes I start with the feeling sometimes I have this vague idea sometimes I start with a scribble sometimes I'm under the taking a shower and then I know something and I write it down I don't know how it's with you but it's there are many many approaches when it comes mm. to creating art so it's not just one one road I travel it's always different it really depends it's I don't know mm-hmm. so let's if we narrow it down like how about a um like a more finished piece? Well, actually, to me, when I look back, I sometimes even don't know when it started. So I think <laughs> I'm thinking all the time, actually, it's really working like this. My mind, my brain just absorbs everything. And I read and I write and I have, and I, sometimes it feels like I, it's getting out there immediately, but I have scraps, I have papers written, I have, I have everything everywhere. And somehow it, over time an idea develops somehow it's weird to say because I'm always in the process of developing ideas maybe that's it (laughs) and and sometimes an idea seems to be worth pursuing more than another one Mm -hmm. and sometimes a good way sticks with me longer yeah I try to jot it down and I make sketches and sometimes I look through my sketch well I don't have sketchbooks I have piles of sketches everywhere <laughs> sometimes I look through them and then I find something and then oh and I remember and then mm. that's I don't know I can't tell you how I, why I wanted to work with fabric I don't know <laughs> I mm. honestly I can't tell you it's a process I somehow I developed but it's not that I know I, I was in that no I can't tell you <laughs> Mm. I'm always in the process of developing ideas, scribbling it down, dealing with it all the time, actually. And then 
I don't know how do you do it. Yeah. Yeah, and the more you the more you talk about it, the more like the more I can't put into words what I do. <laughs> I guess I I I do relate very much to the like I'm I feel like I'm always getting ideas. Mm-hmm. And some and and I feel like they're as small as just um the smallest idea I ever get that or smallest and quickest is like I just as I'm walking, I'll see. I'll just take, I just take a moment and I look and I can see a very good composition or or something that's going on. A lot of times I can't capture it. Like it's somebody passing by, but you're like, oh, that yellow bike that passed by was just such great lighting and against that green wall and this and this, that was such a great picture. That's how it works. That's how it works. Sometimes it's enough. A lot of times it just has to be enough for me just to like, oh, I just think about that as a painting or an image and be like, wow, that's too bad. That one is gone. And then sometimes it got to the point where I was seeing so many of those, it would just drive me nuts. So I actually, I actually just got a sketchbook and I'm like, if I can just write it down and I actually have this, this very small sketchbook and it's like, I should make a name for it, but like, I'll just see people you know it's usually I see a character sometimes it's a composition but usually it's just a person or a character and I just have to sketch it and if I can just sketch it I write down the notes and then I can go back years later and read it and like think of it and remember it you know yeah yeah Um, that's true and then yeah and those now and to me I'm satisfied (laughs) my creative mind is satisfied enough for now it's like I have this image this note taken has been taken has been put down of this moment in time that no no one but but me saw and now I have the choice to complete it or not and most times I don't and then sometimes I it develops so much mm-hmm. that I just in my head that I'm like oh I, that, I just have to paint that yeah that the, the <laughs> annoying sometimes I did sometimes I yeah. come back to you and I yeah. can, and they just want to be out there <laughs> yeah 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 I, I my first my earliest paintings were when I was in high school and what really got me was like first those you know the faces I need I wanted to show expressive faces so it was that and then I'd think of these really funny scenario stories and um and I also had wanted to live in a log cabin and just imagining what my perfect little cabin with all the little things you needed and like it got to be too much to think about. And I had to put it down because it's like, all right, in this corner of the cabin is the butter churn, but over there across the room is where the ladle will hang. And it's like, I could in my mind kind of walk through in just like very small snippets and see it, but I could never just see the whole thing. Yeah. And I knew, and so I had to draw it all out. And then I'd put the story of whatever's happening with the people and then the like, surprise and the mischievous and the flirtiness. And, and <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's you know, somehow. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and then I would, I, those took me so long to make, so long. And, that, and, and they were like my happy place because I could just stare at my paint. Once my painting was finally done, now I could stare at this one place, this one moment, and just be.
be in my be in my zone and just look across the whole thing and yeah that made me happy and that's what it was for <laughs> well for me it's it's actually actually inspiration is anywhere so it can be a texture it can be in nature it can be the back yeah the back of a tree I don't know it can be anything or some some conversation or a movie I don't know some music whatever or, or life itself or I think about some philosophical idea or And somehow all this turns into something. <laughs> I write it down. I think a, a big part of having ideas is write them down everywhere or sketching. Have, always have a sketchbook with you where you can jot down your ideas or put it on paper somewhere so you can't store it in your mind all the time. It doesn't work. <laughs> That would be my yeah. advice. Yeah. Yeah. One of, yeah I'm, another one I'm definitely inspired by is um, dream. Mm -hmm. There's been times where I've had a dream that is so vivid mm -hmm. and the feeling I like so much I keep I hold on to that yeah and sometimes you come some ideas come back to you so not all of them are worth, worth pursuing sometimes you need a combination of ideas and I think the whole process is just being inspired being out there being open to all the I don't know what you see, what you feel, what you hear and put it down. And somehow all this, my, my brain somehow combines it in some weird way sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think. So if, if someone's listening, wants to have ideas, just take a sketchbook with you, write it down, <laughs> um, make, make sketches or write it on whatever scrap of paper you have nearby. <laughs> yeah. One of the, it really helped me. Um, you know, I used to get too many, I think this is, this is just how my brain works. I get too full of ideas. And, mm -hmm. and, and one of the things that has really helped me is like the brain dump where you just write down yeah. your lists yeah, and you just start making a list of every, like everything yeah. that needs to be done or wants to be done or you want, or whatever your brain thinks needs to be written down, you write it and you feel better. And that has helped me a lot, but I also need to do that for my drawing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It is true because sometimes you you have too many ideas. It's not I, I don't. It's never like I have not enough ideas. It's just too many, and I can't decide what to work on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like my sketchbook is. I feel like it's my brain because it's like I'm I'm working. I, I work out things this way in in visual form. Like mm -hmm. that was one of the things I was saying. You know, like if I, you know, there's some stuff in the world sometimes I don't understand and I'm illustrating it or I'm graphing it out or something and that that's part of it too <laughs> yeah I think it's just oh I'm sorry I have to put that away <laughs> <laughs> no I think it's really is about catching ideas and being and being open to to whatever's out there whatever's in there that's why I think it's a combination of both what you when you when you Con are confronted with their own life and what's out there and I think all this comes together somehow and somehow the creativity <laughs> makes a very makes an interesting soup out of this yeah 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 so let me so I feel like I kind of got vague on that on from idea to finished product so I was going to try to um go <laughs> from <laughs> sketch so the next question how do I go from sketch to finish product or even just sketch like 
because I have a feeling or a dream or a story. So I pick what I think is the most important part of it or my favorite part or the most, the part I want to show. And then from there, I start thinking about how to bring attention to that piece and why and how to show what it means to me in its uh, scenario or surroundings. So um, it's probably going to be easier to do with an example. Mm-hmm. And then from there, so I have a, I have a piece or a, a, I have this favorite thing, my favorite item. And then I start, everything else starts being kind of secondary and what's third and what works with composition and the lights and the darks. And I think I talked about this in another episode. It's like, once I have my favorite thing, somewhere on it has to be very light. This is when I'm taking something when I'm making it up straight from my head. So otherwise I'm just looking at something in front of, you know, a a landscape in front of me. So if it's in my head and trying to get a dream down, I'll, you know, it's probably going to have a prominent color and somewhere on it or nearby it, it's going to be white. And I kind of build from there. So once I know what color it's going to be, then I try to make, find the opposites around it and try to make sure that color becomes complementary and that nothing else really gets the same attention as that color or has that same color in it and then I try to get figure out how to make the white and the black be closest to oh wow that's interesting it's what I'm trying to do that's for the the central point because I always have my central point and I don't know if I'm doing this right because there's this like there's this three point harmony thing and completed paintings and um, maybe I need to do better (laughs) but this is the way I do it well you have to do it your your way I think that's exactly it so (laughs) I mean you don't have to follow any roots as long as you are and these are what I'm talking about is like dreams usually Mm -hmm. dreams or visions so they're always a little bit surreal I get to make the rules for stuff a lot of things fade off into the background, you know, there's lots of, and, and, you know, the kind of message form all is the, the light and the darkness anyways. So it's pretty, it's, I can see myself having a pretty basic, a, a pretty, um, a theme that goes across my mm-hmm. art. You know, there's a, there's always a bright spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the brighter more colorful area the duller area and where's that going to be and what shape and the important another important one I think about is like what shape is the dull because that's its own shape people talk about negative space but like you know everything that's going to complement is going to what comp you know the the contrast or the comp or the complement of what is the center um image main main subject that is is pretty much as important and when do you know when it's finished is there a point do you do you know it or do you just decide um with my deeds with my style and my details it gets to a point where every like when there's nothing else to fix okay so so 
like and and these are these are these aren't abstracts these are this is usually pretty detailed work um even if it's surreal there's still elements of realism to it so it's like you know and and I usually have a problem of balance at the mm-hmm. end and I have to fix that like uh, oftentimes uh, you know one of my a uh, common mistake I make is I make the background as bright as the foreground and I have to go through and dull that down or <laughs> that's my usual thing I'm doing on, at the end of my painting um or I'm or um yeah or I got t- too much great you know too much middle value and I need okay. to lighten something and darken something I think that's pretty normal to 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 balance it out in the in the end that's just yeah and yeah and and I feel confident enough in it these days well that's good yeah that's because you gained some develop your skill and also the experience I think it comes with experience but I think it's also important to always be open to new ways of learning (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I still feel like I still you know like I've since I'm all self-taught I still feel like there's more to learn yeah it's always I mean it's never ending yeah I still I still have this fantasy of like finding some master painter you know to just sit and apprentice with for the next you know five six years or something but honestly um, I think it has yeah just pick out stuff and there's always something new to learn I mean there's it's never ending you can do this till the end of your life (laughs) so much to learn and so much yeah I think yeah I was that reminds me another learning technique is that when I do want to learn something I'm I do copy other people's style like if I'm trying to learn somebody I will copy somebody's style like just take their painting and paint it yeah or, and you learn so much you really learn so much because it's something new it's a new approach yeah yeah That's or I'll cool. make yeah I'll try to or I'll try to paint something in their style and Absolutely. that really helps me expand that's what I what I don't do it these days but I try to yeah have a different approach well I can I can just uh, quickly outline my approach because I thought about yes it. yes yeah good good honestly I think when I start I have this piece of this life-sized woman on, on cloth. I don't know how I started with it. I think she she's part of a story. And then I think I made a lot of sketches. Just I sketch a lot. So and then I review my sketches and some somehow something speaks to me. And somehow I had I think my I had all these textiles lying around. And somehow I thought, hey, this would look nice as a painting. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then I just made a very large sketch out of it. And then I transformed, transferred it. And I had no idea at this point how, how, what to do with it. And then I came across soy and I tried this out and I thought maybe I can use soy because I want to do this in egg tempera. But uh, then I read that egg tempera is going to ruin the fiber. <laughs> That's how it works with me. So I always end the process. And then I, I experimented around with soy and then I transferred her to the cloth and I thought, okay, if it doesn't work, it's okay. And somehow um, I, I painted her and it takes a long time because when you paint without any reference, so there's always a lot to fix, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's when I start a new piece, it's always, okay, 
I start with the face and maybe I ruin it and have to start all over again. <laughs> so, and so I, I just finish the face and then I paint everything else. And then I, it's kind of like a dialogue with the piece. And somehow I know what kind of feeling I want to evoke, what it means to me. And then I develop it from there. So actually it starts with a sketch and everything else is just intuition, I think. Mm. That's what nice. I'm... Yeah, I think that's how it is with me. I, I, I sketch a lot. I sketch a lot. And that's where I find my art, I think. Yeah, and in writing and sentences, maybe, or maybe just a word, <laughs> something <laughs> like this. <laughs> I think it's funny because when you talk about painting the face first, I'm such a chicken to paint the hardest part that I'll go, I avoid it. I do it the oh, opposite really? I do it, uh, I, I don't avoid it for last I only paint it when I'm feeling really brave and confident okay so it's like I come in I'm like ooh, ooh I can do I can I can do I can add some shadows in the shade you know let me test this color and I try doop, doop, uh, uh, oh no no not feeling confident anymore I go away <laughs> and then I come back and come back but honestly, it is very difficult when I had this transfer I, I, I just um yeah I, I, I made a drawing just by hand with pencil just very rough and it it took me I think weeks to start with this piece because I was so afraid of ruining it honestly and it I have to feel brave enough to start with the with painting the face because it's so difficult and sometimes I don't know if you know this if, if it's the same with you but I, I, you, you you paint and along the way you know that it doesn't work out but you still stick with it far too oh. long. <laughs> sometimes it, yeah. Oh, I have paintings like yeah. I have done that I have those have been those are so it's so disheartening and and the times that the painting hasn't worked for me it was because of the base the drawing yeah in and the first the, place yeah. usually and yeah. that's where the skill comes in and I think at that point maybe you have to develop a bit more skill or maybe use the ruin painting as as a training as exercise <laughs> but yeah yeah that's where they that's how they belong together because yeah when you when you start painting and you only focus on do i do this right or does it look right it, i mean you don't get into this it's not about expressing something it's more about <laughs> doing it right it's not yeah. what it's supposed to be so i try to not do it so if i don't feel confident i make some more drawings and i tell so Oh, that's something else. Before I start painting, I do a lot of drawings and I try to figure yeah. out the people because I want to know how they look. Mm. And actually, I don't do that on the, on the canvas or on the cloth. It doesn't work out. It looks ugly. So there's a lot of drawing. Yeah, there's lots. <laughs> yeah, and my my um, drawing for I, I do a, I do my first thumbnail sketch just to figure out where everything is. Yeah. Then I do a sketch to get everything proper, you know, because like I'll sketch out somebody you know, and then I have to, now I have to, you know, actually get the anatomy right and all that. And then um, once that's good, or, you know, once I have the sketch, and then I'll probably put it that onto the, the paper, mm -hmm. you know, redraw it onto the paper, which is always, that's always a challenge. It's like, I never want to put all my effort in the, of the sketch on, in my sketchbook <laughs> onto yeah, the paper, I know what you know? 
<laughs> oh, it's so disappointing. There's been so many times where I like, you do this one quick little drawing and you're like, that's it exactly. And then you spend the next, you know, 15 tries trying to redraw it onto your sketch. Yeah, sometimes like, all I have to do is copy the line. Actually, that's sometimes it works like this. So you start something and it looks fantastic. So sometimes it really pours out of you when you're totally in, into the process, when you're, when, when you're painting every day. So this can happen. And then you have it in your sketchbook or on some, I don't know, scrap even when you can't copy it. So it, it, sometimes it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then, uh, and then my, my, um, the part that I have the, my biggest challenge is the value of things where the lights and the darks are and try. And I still like my big chance, like I still struggle trying to get Mm-hmm. the depths yeah. of like a landscape to go, you know, to make a painting look like you're looking into mm-hmm. a world. And so that is where I will um, do value studies where mm-hmm. I just redraw and it depends on how complicated it is mm-hmm. and how, but I'll just draw and redraw and redraw mm-hmm. that those value studies trying to be like, all right, this is the darkest spot. And then yeah. this will be the middle and this will be light. And then like, nope, 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 nope. This is the darkest spot in the middle of the line until I feel confident enough to know where to start putting color. Yeah, I think that's it. So actually when, when you labor too much with a piece, it shows, that's what I think. So when, when I'm mm-hmm. not confident enough with the painting and it, it it looks like 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 I'm I'm practicing it it doesn't work so I think there's a difference between uh, practicing and developing skill and actually painting so that's I always try to be as equipped yeah as yeah to possess the skill to the 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 painting demand so that's my I think that's always my my what I have to do before I start a painting I have to have the skills to actually do it so that's what I try to develop in front of it so at the moment I'm I'm finding myself I want to um paint a guy the next time my next painting will be and I actually at the moment I'm practicing how he how how he actually is so I'm trying to draw him and as many ways as possible so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I get a feeling for him I think that's that's also part of my so I can't do this on the canvas on the cloth it doesn't work like this I have to get I have I think I have to know him before I do that Mm -hmm. and that's my kind of how I practice this yeah yeah. I've seen that though with um you know when you develop a character and you know I've seen that where people you have the how, how does this face look smiling and laughing and angry and and neutral and from this side and that side and this angle and that angle and and like it's That's a whole it, three-dimensional it's not person just how, you're trying to portray it's not just how it looks but how it feels how you feel that you know this is the guy you know when mm-hmm. someone enters a room and you feel the presence so that somehow i want mm-hmm. that's a, the kind of feeling i want to have it's very yeah like when I mm. think of it now, it's just, I think I just do this and I don't see this as part of my work, but it is. I, I already did three drawings yesterday. So I just do this on the side. So that's part of my developing skill for my paintings, I think. Very nice. Yeah, I do feel every time I, I'm thinking I'm like there that I've made it as a, as a master artist, <laughs> I'm just like, 
I have not even like, when was the last time I drew like, and how good was that drawing and how fast, you know, like how quickly can I sketch up exactly what I'm thinking and seeing? Cause to me, that's the ultimate skill. Exactly. That's, that's you something. Yeah. See it in your mind and then you just draw it out and your arm is just an extension and I am not there. <laughs> well, I don't know who, who is. <laughs> I think it's very difficult to do because there's so much in between. I mean, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe, yeah that's, that's where you have to develop your skill. And that takes time <laughs> to get close to what you see, what you, what you, what you feel, what you grasp. Of, of, I think it's not only a, that you see it in your mind, but you feel it, you grasp it. It's so much more than just with your eyes. And to yeah. put that on a canvas or on a paper that's so difficult to do and you have to do it. <laughs> and that's um, I think that's what we try to do as artists every day and it's very difficult <laughs> mm. yes yes I guess you know the good news is you get to learn forever <laughs> yeah that's that's ex exactly it if yeah. you enjoy the process if you enjoy the process and you know good news is it, it never ends <laughs> Yeah, I think you will always look back like, oh, God, that painting, I did that 10 years ago, it's terrible. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you always evolve. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's normal and you get, get uh, inspiration and you, new influences and you learn something new and you, you meet some other instructor and that's mm -hmm. how it is. <laughs> yeah, I love, yeah, yep. I love that, that I, I love seeing artists or following artists for years yeah. and seeing because it's like they develop something and they get you know especially when they would develop something that gets some attention mm -hmm. and they stick in that for a while and then you can see that they slowly evolve into something yeah, new I love that yeah and, I love that yeah when, when and also to see what people are interested in and uh or kind of ideas they choose and I, I really like that and it's evolving all the time so it's um yeah and now I'm just now I'm just getting excited about art I love I also love seeing um how people come approach the same exact subject or problem to portray you know like I think a really easy example is pet portraits mm -hmm. and like I feel like you can just there's it's such an easy way to see just so many different kinds of um like styles you know like and I just I love it I love seeing how different people create a create a dog portrait yeah it's I think yeah personality or I don't know your style whatever you want to call it has to shine through it has to be your own thing mm -hmm. and so it's not just a skill that you can learn it's you have to make something out of it the skill is just a base and then you have to put your yourself into it <laughs> somehow <Yeah. laughs> and that's when art comes out of it so there are some some I mean there's um one guy, I really like him. He's called Leibel. It's, it's, um, he's, I think he's from, it was in the 19th century, I think. And he painted um, peasants and just very, and the, the, I, would, I remember some charcoal portraits of him. He made of some peasants and it's so alive. And I mean, this subject 
are not very interesting. It's not, it's not something fancy, but it's how he captured this. It's so fascinating. Nice. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if that's who I, I wonder if I saw his work. He had a show. Did he have a show like just before COVID? Was there a show for him just before COVID somewhere a display? Or was that? Could be. I just uh, check when he was born because I don't want to tell anyone anything. Hmm. Oh, he's from. Uh, he was. He's. He was born in Cologne, actually. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. He um. He was born eighteen forty four. So he died nineteen hundred. So it was in the nineteenth century. <laughs> so. I'll have to look that up because um the summer before COVID was a. I remember there was like a visiting show somewhere around in the Nuremberg area around here and it was it was a German I know it was a German artist in the late 1800s yeah and I know I love how he captures the expressions and that's so unique in a way I mean it's 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 old-fashioned of course but it mm -hmm. captures this it's I'll really have to fascinating see. and I remember seeing some very rough charcoal trunks of him he made and they really fascinated me and I thought wow this is something that's some kind of skill I want to have. yeah really wow yeah. I was yeah. well I mean can you imagine in those days like they didn't have photo ref well I suppose no. maybe 1800s they did could but oh, like yeah you just didn't have the the kind of photo reference you can have nowadays you just you just did it <laughs> yeah he went there he didn't paint any people from the church or whatever any highborn people just uh, normal working people and I think that's what he did and it's how he did it it's not that's so fascinating because it's so alive <laughs> when yeah. you see them in real life they're so alive wow I'm gonna go look them up thank you that's very fascinating so it's it's a bit old-fashioned so yeah I don't I don't know if anyone wants to um I love I do I, I love the olden days stuff so. yeah I'll be super happy to see it. That's, I mean, that's what I, I mean, I was not into historical accuracy. This is a, you know, teenage girls version of the olden days. <laughs> yeah, cause I did. Okay. <laughs> my, my, the clothes that they wore were stuff I, that was inspired from doll magazines. Mm -hmm. And I just made the baby doll dresses into waist length dresses instead. That was like pretty much the only difference. So it's like all these like, I don't know. I don't, I don't even, I can't even think of the Holly hobby if anyone knows Holly hobby, but <laughs> that's really dating me. <laughs> yeah, but I think, but I think that's where it starts. So I think it's all starts with your passion. When you have a passion for something and you want, you're passionate about developing your skill and want to show what you, yeah, the truth you grasp in your mind and <laughs> what fascinates you your your idea of, of the word and then you have to yeah. develop the skill <laughs> yes yeah I mean and that's like yeah if you are excited if this excites you to put the work in I mean it's so rewarding when you can put down you know and it doesn't a picture matter. is worth a thousand words <laughs> and I think it's not it doesn't matter if you want to do figurative art it's also about if you want whatever you want to do if it's making films or, or movies or writing a book you always have to develop the skills somehow to do it justice <laughs> your idea 
Um, I think I think we should add in curiosity too. Like if, oh, if yeah. maybe like I I wish we could you know talk to like Jackson Pollock and stuff and like why did he start throwing paint everywhere? <laughs> I think he was just and I think it, what what I for me what what also what, it's not just about labor and stuff. It's also about playfulness. I think art for me is always playfulness, like playing like a child, experimenting and trying things out. It's not always having a plan. <laughs> Sometimes mm. just doing it and looking what comes out of it. And I think that's also a big part of being creative and making art. Sometimes it's also the mistakes that are more interesting than your mm. plans. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless because I'm trying to agree with you <laughs> so much. Like I cannot believe the things I've found by playing, you know, yeah, just playing around. Like, I mean, color, mixing colors is how I play. And I have found, like, I have a new favorite, you know, um, springy green, you know, from two colors. I didn't think they would really work, you know, or, um, or ha happy accidents too. Um, yeah, exactly. I discovered. Yeah, I, I used to use um, hairspray for fixing my drawings, my, okay. and then unfortunately discovered that that also makes um, pen bleed. Okay. Pen, okay. Pen ink bleed. So it yeah. ruined. I it ruined a drawing. Oh, you no. know from that. But after that, I had this whole new. Um, technique to use yeah. you know when I drew in pen I would could spray it with some hairspray and it would bleed and it just looked beautiful like watercolor but it was a pen drawing <laughs> I loved it oh yeah I think that's how it goes you just uh be show up in the studio or to your work every day and just do it just sketch just play <laughs> yeah and I would I would say go outside and go sketch and go play and oh, I yeah, feel like all it the inspiration and the play and the fun comes when I'm outside. Yeah, I would say, honestly, what helped me much more than um, painting or drawing from photographs is from real life. So that helps a lot. Just when you want to uh, develop some figurative skills, just paint your, I don't know, people you know, or when you're outside, just make mm -hmm. some gesture drawings. That helps a lot. So. Mm -hmm. I, I yeah. wouldn't rely too much on photographs. That's my yeah. advice, but it's it's my taste, but it helps yeah. more to be out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do, I, I did, like, yeah, I definitely do not find inspiration. Well, I find inspiration from photographs. Mm. I, it, it depends on what place I'm at, but yeah. It can happen, yeah, it can happen. Try it all, try it all. Yeah, I do like that photos seem to... Um, there's like a stillness there. <laughs> Nothing's well, moving in it. <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with copying photographs, but I, yeah, for me, it doesn't work for my kind of work. It's it's. Yeah, I have to be in the exact right mindset when I'm like, oh, I want to make this. I want to. I want to practice copying over this image right now. It can help, really. It can help being patient and learning all about values. I, I can imagine that copying a photograph can help you, but yeah. not for my. It's not my my art. That's yeah, I, yeah. I used it in high school when I was trying to understand watercolor. Yeah, it was very helpful for me 
because I could just, I didn't have to think about, I, I wasn't trying to think about anything else except for how do I get my watercolor to make the image. And so I would start with my photo. And once I was able to recreate a photograph in watercolor, I was like, all right, I've got, I, I understand watercolor now. <laughs> yeah, I think when you practice, it's fine. Everything you can do, what, what brings you joy, just do it. But, uh, copying photographs, being out there, it doesn't matter. Play around, whatever. Mm. <laughs> copying other artists is also helpful. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that one's very helpful for me. Playing too. with ideas, being bold about it and thinking totally new things, finding mm -hmm. new materials, experimenting, whatever. <laughs> mm -hmm. That reminds me, I got bored being a cake decorator at work and I started making the, I got so sick of the green, you know, rose stems with the red rose and I started color mixing and people actually liked it. And I was <laughs> Yeah, actually a really big risk I didn't think I was, I was like making like blue stemmed roses <laughs> with blue leaves <laughs> that's how it goes yeah I think boredom is also a big part of being creative so it's so <laughs> that is so true <laughs> we need to put down our phones oh my goodness well I think we've almost <laughs> used up an hour oh yeah <laughs> we're have a short <laughs> We were going to do a shorter episode today and we got, we both got so excited. Yeah, I think, yeah it doesn't work out like this. So it's, yeah, we're too much in the process. <laughs> <laughs> Go paint. I hope, I hope you are painting while you're listening to this and yeah, realizing you're in the right place. <laughs> and just, to, just do it, just practice and don't expect to, to, to have all the sketches tomorrow. It's a, it's a process and you just enjoy it. And mm -hmm. It's fun to look at your ugly stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, start with what's fun and easy and then That's just fun. keep pushing yourself a little bit from there. That's what Don't show everything on yeah. social media. It's, it's not about showing it. It's about learning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my advice. Yeah. And I do, even when it is, even when it is good, I'm still leery about social media because mm -hmm. Like I like praise a lot, but, but I know if I keep drawing the same, you know, once I know what people like and all I have to do is keep drawing the same mm -hmm. thing forever for them to like, you know, keep liking my stuff that can be a trap in itself. So yeah. I'd say don't listen to people good or yeah. bad. <laughs> well, actually I like to show on social media. I just show them what I want to want to show what I want to express and yeah it's not that I expect something yeah it makes more sense otherwise you're just yeah but everybody has it's it's just my advice <laughs> yeah so I have a question for people if you want to come share on Instagram you can hashtag us in um creative explorers podcast or um and show us your like your before and after like what's okay. the can you show me your childhood picture that you're proud of and then what you do now and see how we've been developing over oh, yeah. the years I don't know if I have any childhood stuff maybe I could I know now I'm thinking <laughs> I have I have a couple we need to oh I don't know <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if I find well, something maybe I put something even up. from 10 years I mean like <laughs> or you know think about what what was something 
I would love to see something that you attend, you know, your first attempts to, of what you were learning to how it, how it has developed now. Oh you God, know? I have a ugly stuff. So I'm not sure if I'm <laughs> going to show it, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe. So I don't promise mm-hmm. anything. So. <laughs> All I right. want to see if I put something up. <laughs> Check the hashtag. <laughs> nice. nice. Okay. okay. Well, until next week. Yeah, next. Uh, we don't have a topic for next week. So, no, no. <laughs> we didn't okay. come up with them today. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to next week then. <laughs> yes, me too. Okay. Bye. Bye.